You're about to hear the Daf Yomi on Masechet Chulin from Daf Cycle number 12 in the year Tov Shin Ayin Aleph. It'll be followed by a rapid review enabling you to get a quick glimpse of the Daf. And then I'm going to replay you the Daf from the 11th Cycle from the year 2004, which you might enjoy more because of a different ambience and different participants. Enjoy. Today's Daf is the first Daf of Masechet Chulin, Beit and we start with a brief introduction. So as we're going to see, the presence of Mezachat Kulin in Seder Kodashim might strike you as rather strange. <laughs> and in fact, um, is indeed very connected to Kachim, because as we know, there is one particular thing that is central to both Kodesh and Kulin, and that is the Shkita. And there's going to be certain dinim, amazing that the Gemara is going to entertain today the question of whether Shkita is essentially a Chulun Sugya or is essentially a Kodesh Sugya, which makes tremendous differences in how to understand this mission. And believe it or not, I mean, this really is the reason that we're going to structure the Mesechta this way, in that we talk about specifically those things that are Nogea, the acts of Aveda. Because certainly Chulun is just as, just as interested in the dinim of Trefa, which is essentially a question of Hashrut, but could be looked at as essentially a question of suitability for karma. And and uh, the impact of, of Trefas itself upon the dinim of Shrita, or the general halacha of how is it that you have rights to animals. There's a, there's a standing history, remember, of Abram and Achai on an animal that has nothing to do with its usage either for Shrita or for Chulam. According to many Rishonim, an Eina Zgulcha itself, besides the Yisr of Abram and Achai, has a Cheskas of Eina which defines the nature of the Chumrah, where you'd have a suffix. You'd have to assume that there was nothing that was matir in animal, even though it's obviously not alive now. There wouldn't be a problem of Eber Menachai, would still have a din of Eina Zavucha. So that means that our prejudice about this, which we're so used to not dealing with Kachim, that we don't even see that Chulin and Kachim are fundamentally the same element of what it is that we do with animals. So we re- relate to animals, and we re- relate to our own lives as very similar, whether we're eating matzah or whether we're eating matzah for shalashudas. And the fact is that those are two completely different types of achila vis-a-vis the Torah's mitzvahs. Nonetheless, we understand that we're being Isaac in exactly the same thing. The question is in how precisely that thing ties in with our presence in the world as Ovedim, as well. And therefore, it's very, very much a prejudice to think that Chulin and Kachin are opposites in terms of their subject matter. And so, because of that, we're going to see that the Mishnah is constructed very similarly, even bring up the same sugyas that we brought up in the beginning of Zvachim. We're going to bring up over here as if it's somehow a mirror image of the issues of Zvachim. So let's begin with an exceedingly brilliantly information-rich Mishnah, which is just, I mean, it's astounding how much is possible to put into a couple of short words. And we shall see that we need to be medayic three completely different elements in what appear to be a simple statement. So HaKol Shulchatim, for some reason, uh, HaKol, obviously we're going to have to figure out what that means, HaKol, uh, to include what would I think not. HaKol Shulchatim, Ushkitatan Kshira, which is ipso facto contradiction. Because if HaKol Shulchatim, then it's not Shkitatan Kshira, then it's HaKol Shulchatim. Shkitatan Kshira is after the fact. HaKol Shulchatim is before the fact. How can you say those two statements one next to the other? <laughs> And then you make it even worse because you exclude Chereshet Vikaton from even Shkitatan Kshera. Shema Yekalkalot Shkitatan. Shema Yekalkalot Shkitatan sounds like we have an, an external problem that the Hakol Shokhatim were afraid that they're going to be Mekalkal. 
Shviv. And therefore, we don't give them even to Shech. But yet, we're talking about in other words, what we seem to be doing is saying that the and it's not clear what our problem is with Do you need Das for Shkita? Is it a coincidence that the three cases that we speak about over here are lacking Da'at? So in other words, without the proper Kabbana, you can't do Shkita? Is that what it's saying? Is it be no possible way to have a machine Shkita, in other words? That seems for sure clear. Now the question is, do you need someone to have the das for what? For the mitzvah? For the act? That's unclear. Is chutz b'cher shet separately going on hakol shoftim and shkita tan See? How could it be going on hakol shoftim? On alechatchila. As opposed to cher shet v'katan. Shema yikalkalu. That would make sense. Hakol shochatim. Shema yikalkalu. Therefore, don't let them shech. But that would be much. But if you did let them shech, it would be kosher. And then when it says shkita tan k'sherach, chutz b'cher shet v'katan shema yikalkalu, it would be telling me it's not kosher. Even b'riyavad. Because that's what chutz means, chutz from either of the above two cases. So how could you have one chutz that would be referred to two things? Well, that becomes clear with the next word. The kulon sheshachatu v'acherim ro'im et shechita That if people were standing there and saw that it was done okay, then it would be kosher. But then if that's the case, it wouldn't have said v'chulam. Because v'chulam is saying, I don't think I'm just referring to what I just said. All the above cases. So that implies that there's another above case, which would be oser, I feel a bit of it wouldn't be kosher. Correct? Even because of the, I don't have the Acherim Ro'anotan. What case is that? It isn't the Kereshat Bakotan case. Well, that means it's yet another case. That means that there's three layers in the mission. One, L'Chathila, which is HaKoshotan. The other one, only B'riyabad. And the other one, even B'riyabad would be possible, unless Acherim Ro'anotan. Because we have a lot to work out over here. I mean, these can't be all the same case, and the mission's contradicting itself left and right. Ask the Gemara HaKoshotan, I mean, that clearly is saying L'Chathila, right? Right? Then you're saying Shritatan Kshira only Biryavat. What's wrong with you? Only Ravach, right? A Ravala Ravashi. What's your problem? Vakola Kolakhathila? Who? I don't understand. Why is that a problem? Why are you assuming that the word Akoshokhatim means Lakhathila? I mean, Elameata. How about the Mishnah that says Hakom Memirim? Everybody can make a Tmura. Echad Hanashim, Vyachad Hanashim. What are you going to tell me? Everybody can make a Tmura. But Lachatchila, everybody can make a Tmura. It's an issue to your eyes. Akhtiv lo yachlifenu velo yamirot otov berao rabetov. Tmura meaning that you take one animal and say, this animal of Kulin is now going to take the place of this animal of Egdash, and you attempt to switch the condition from one to the other, not B'derach Pidyan and so on, but as an, an actual replacement of. So the din is over there, first of all, yet Malchus. Secondly, both of them are Kodesh, Rayahut, Muratoya Kodesh. But in any event, it certainly is not a thing that you do like Hatfila. Well, says Ravashi, of course not. I mean, but that's a different issue. Over there it says Beferish in the Mishnah. Kidik Tani Taima. We're not suggesting that you're allowed to do this kind of thing. We're just saying that meaning that the ability to be Maymir is on everyone. But, I mean, that's I explain it over there, but I don't explain it over here. So therefore, if it just says Akosho Khatin, and it doesn't say that you're not allowed to chef, so then I'm assuming that over here this is what it means. And, and, and what about when the Mishnah says, Akum Marichin Venerachin, Nodrin Venidrin? Everybody could do Arahara, meaning that you are Machayev yourself in the Torah assigned value, which is according to sex and age, 
of yourself or of another individual, and you can do that, or you could be the object of someone else's harakha, which would then be defined by your own sex and age, or you can make a netter, or your actual value of what it is that you would be worth on the open market, as opposed to what the Torah signs as your worth, which is called erech, and it is called a netter, a value. I mean, are you trying to tell me that that means the chathila? Despite the fact that the Torah says, look how this gets us right back to the first pages of Achim when we're talking about the dinim of Hare Alai and Hare Zo, the Torah says, If you don't make any netter, you can't go wrong. And it furthermore says, Better not to make any netter. Then making a door, which sort of inevitably ends up with not paying, is one approach to it. And therefore, indeed, that's how Rebbe Meir understands it. But Tanya told me, you know what the best thing of all in life is just learn to shut up and don't make any nadarim. What do you think you're making? You're, you're doing better. Rebbe Rebbe Meir. Rebbe Yudah says no. It says but I mean, wouldn't the best thing of all be that which of course would seem to be a truism and that's the whole point that even Rabbi Yehuda wasn't arguing about a case where you put yourself into a position where you may indeed end up not paying and that would be any position that assumes responsibility, which is exactly what netter means. That's the word of hare uh, alai. Hare alai means I take it upon myself. It's on my shoulders. We saw that You're putting it on your shoulders. That's what the word alai means. It's on me. On me means I take responsibility. So Rabbi Yehudu says, no, but it would be a good idea if you be noter mishalim. He doesn't mean that you say hare hare alai because then he agrees. Isn't that the whole point of the pasuk? No, the pasuk saying something trivial. The pasuk I mean, was saying, better not to make a debtor than to make a debtor not to pay it. I mean, a, a two-year-old knows that. So obviously what it's saying is, what Rabbi Mayer said, better not to make a netter than to be in a position, which is what happens so often, that you're unable to pay it, you thought you would pay it, you, you rationalize not paying it. So what do you need to get into that for? To that, Rabbi Uda agrees. He's only saying that if you would say, harezo, you say, you have an animal, you say, this animal should be an ayla. So you don't take any responsibility for it. So then it's an ayla. So you bring it to Agnes. We're not chayesh in that case. Well, you're not. Something happened to it. It's not your responsibility anyway. So you can't go wrong, sort of. But it's better than taking responsibility. There's where Rebuta is arguing. But that's not neither. Neither is never harezo. Neither is take upon yourself the fee of a payment of the person's value. That's not everything. So that means both Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yudah would have agreed that the word hakol nodrim, hakol marichim, should mean bidi abad, because it's better not to make a netter like that. And yet the Mishnah is using the word hakol do x, despite the fact that you're not supposed to do x. So what makes you think that hakol shochatin is anything else? So we have to see it inside. A few Rabbi Yudah will come here, Certainly not. Uh, wait a minute, says Ravashi. By the way, there's a wonderful, wonderful Ritva on this Gemara. So we've got a whole discussion over here between Ravasha, Bray the Rava, and Ravashi, right? And Ravasha Bray the Rava is saying to him, What's your problem? What do you mean, what's your problem? Where did Ravashi ever say it was a problem? The Gemara said it was a problem. And here we find Ravashi sticking up for what says the Ritva. From here you see that Ravashi is the editor of the Gemara. 
Because it's basically a discussion between the editor and somebody who's asking, why did you put it this way? But that means that every time the Gemara says something, it's always Ravashi talking. So the, the narrator of the Gemara is Ravashi. Here's the only time we have somebody actually attacking Ravashi for his narration without mentioning his name. Isn't that great? And, and, and afterwards, I mean, he puts it on a piece which comes a little bit later, where he uses the word Anna, what I meant was, <laughs> clearly it's him, right? I meant this problem. It's great. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's the Alfred Hitchcock moment of chance. Great. That's a, for the first time, the narrator uses the word I because he needs to defend his position. So anyway, this is this Rabashi now fighting back. So what are you saying? That what? That when Rebbe uses the word Hakol, it always means not L'Chatfila. The Kol Hakol, Lav L'Chatfila I guess that also doesn't mean l'chatfila. Okay, l'chatfila. Oh, come on, says Ramach. I mean, obviously, if it says akol chayavim, then by definition it's l'chatfila. I mean, that's a silly question. I'm talking about the word where you just say akol can do X. Why doesn't that simply mean can do, can achieve? That's what I meant in Tamura, can achieve. Except maybe akol is all can achieve the heter shrita, not that we'd like them to be the ones up there doing it, but maybe that just means if it were done, it were done, and uh, there's nothing further to discuss. So chayavim? Look, I mean, obviously, I'm talking about a case where we say hakol chayavim. Okay, fine. Not chayavim. Hakol somchim. Echad anashim ve'echad anashim. So there it doesn't say chayavim. Can we not discuss this rationally? So you're going to tell me over there also, hachanami, it doesn't mean lechatchila. It only happens to be a posik, where it says v'samach yadov But you're saying hakol. No, hakol means we're only talking about the ability to achieve a particular defined result. We're not talking about whether it's a good thing, a bad thing. That's what you're saying. I mean, over here, certainly it's being used in a way that makes it usable. Well, obviously, I'm not suggesting that there's no such thing as akol meaning lechatchila. Of course, there's a akol that could mean lechatchila. <laughs> Look, all you're saying is that you're saying that akol is meaning can achieve and perhaps properly achieve. That's the most that you're saying because you're agreed that by nodrin, marichin, by tumura, that it means can achieve, but it's a bad boy, and by somchim it's can achieve, but is a good boy or girl. That's what you're saying. So, I mean, we're agreed. So, I, I don't understand what the problem is. We're both agreed that some hakol means that, and some hakol means this, and that that's not the issue. The issue of hakol is not coming to address, this is the right thing to do. It's not talking about right and wrong. It's, it's a completely morally neutral term. It simply tells you what can be achieved. That's all. So you're saying, contextually, I will define it by whether it's a good thing to achieve, a bad thing to achieve. So I, I, then I don't understand why we're discussing a problem. Why is there a problem? Maybe the Mishnah, when it said Akoshok, it never meant to imply that this is something that we'd want to see up front. Maybe it's only if it were done. Why do you say that it's a stira? I don't understand. How is it a stira? So what made you say what made you ask the question, as if the Gemara is concerned about this, which we know is really you, and Dilma Diavadu, maybe it was all Bidiavad, and therefore you shouldn't have asked the question. Look, I mean, i got to tell you what I was thinking. Basically, I see the construction of the Mishnah itself forcing us into a position of recognizing that the opening words need to be something that would be 
correct to do. Because otherwise, how do you explain the following words that say it's incorrect to do? Ana shkitatan kshera kasha. What bothers me is shkitatan kshera. Because minikitani shkitatan kshera. And that certainly means bidiyavad. I mean, that's you. Why would I put something as, if you did it, it would be okay. So clearly we're talking about a bidiyavad, okay? Then that means that if I mention akol up front, it's got to mean lechatkhila. It certainly cannot mean that we're now coming to define the akol that we said. Akol However, that would only mean, of course, that it wasn't a good idea, but nonetheless, I'm telling you that I'm referring to Akon Shochatim in the sense of the ability to achieve the results of Shita. That's how you want to say it. Very similar to the way I said in Tumura. I'm trying to tell you Akon Mehmi, by the way, I don't think that that means it's a good idea. Why it says in the Holy Book that Ein Mehmi, I have Malkas if you're Mehmi. So I don't mean it's a good idea. So that's what you would say it means over here. That's what you think. That's nonsense. It can't be a definition of the because then why bother? There's absolutely no reason to say it, you see. Because if we were talking about Bidiyabad, why would we need to use the Hakol in the sense of Bidiyabad and then say Shkitatan Kshayra, which is a repetition of the Abad. All you need to say is, Kol Shkitat Kshayra, Chutz B'Kher Shod V'Kot. Or Shkitat HaKol Kshayra, if you want to refer to the individuals, Chutz B'Kher Shod V'Kot. There is no point in first making a statement and then clarifying the nature of that statement. Now don't ask me from Tmura. I'm sure that's bothering you. I mean, didn't you do that in Tmura? HaKol Memirin, HaKadanar, Loshav! Adam, Yochol, I mean, it's a tzbutul amir, I mean, after all, but what I mean is you can achieve tmura. So you'll say, so obviously we do construct a vision in that sense, right? But there, Rashi's approach to this is, that there, we're coming to tell you a halacha. Halacha over there is, she'im heimir mumar, and you get malchus arboy. So what I'm coming to teach you over there is that the sofeget arba'im is a new piece of information that doesn't relate to the hakol memirim at all. So if you're coming to tell me a halacha that's associated with it, then it's all right to phrase that halacha. By the way, if you would, you would get malchus. See, that's okay. What Rabbi Yaakov is saying is correct. The sukkah over there immediately flips into the issue. The famous question of, Any halachic result we call a halot, a change in state. The technical name for change in state is halot from chal. So any halot that the Torah says is not to be done, generally speaking, the approach is that an attempt to create such a situation is ineffectual. And therefore, as Rudyak was pointing out, if the Torah said that you're not supposed to be mamir, lotimirano, so then it should not have the ability to affect the change in state that Tamura does. So that there's really a chiddush in that mission. That indeed is part of what the Gemara discusses over there. So the truth is that had it said, says Rashi, that would have been a problem. It doesn't say akome mirim utmuratan tmura, does it? Not that it would be tmuratan tmura bidiyabad. Akome mirim, yachad anashim, yachad anashim. Then you get into the explanation. Lo shadam rashaylam emer, elashim emer, sofi getar ba'im. See? But over here you're saying, akosho but I don't really mean it. 
So if I had said that there too, it would also have been a problem. Why not just say tumura But look, if I would have said tumura over there, wouldn't I still been able to say Right? So then that means that the, what it is that I clarify subsequently isn't related to the repetition of the, the language of that's the whole point, says Rashi. Over here, I have no excuse for saying shkitatam kshira. If all I needed to say at Lekatkila was a way in which it would be hakol shashatku shkitatam kshira, period. I don't need, I don't add anything with that opening statement. There I'm adding information, and clearly it is not meant to be there only to define the opening term. It's not that I say this, and then I immediately say the opposite as a definition. There's no need for that. It's a very ineffective way of saying things. The reason I put it over there is because I want to enter into this new world of the halakas of getting malga. It's not a reference back to my reorganizing the akomemirin. Okay, this is Rashi's approach. I mean, what we need to keep in mind throughout, and we're going to unfortunately be getting into some rather complex issues in a few minutes about that idea, is how would we want to go about, if, if we were trying to give over ourselves, the concept of an ability to achieve a state without its having any implication as to whether it's a desirable thing or not a desirable which is basically what we're dealing with over here. Is HaKol Shochatin a desirable state of affairs, or are we just discussing anyone can achieve a state of affairs which may or may not be desirable as the case comes? How would we be able to say that without clarifying afterwards that there may be desirable cases it may not be? So by Tmura, there's never a desirable case. That's the point. And that's really the issue that's going on over here, which Ravashi is going to clarify is the main thing he's trying to show. It's got to be that the Mishnah does not need to tell us that the word hakol shokhativ is not necessarily something that is desirable. Because if that's what it wanted to say, then you could simply say the fact that the following people could all achieve the results of Shrita. If you separate it into two separate statements, then there's only one possibility. I don't need to be told. Look, look how the, it's interesting that a lot of the Mephoshim have a tremendous problem with the entire Shaka Vatari and the Gemara. Because it turns out that we're playing games. Everybody's playing games. Oh, you mean Akol doesn't mean Lakatkila? Well, do you think Akol always means Bidiyabad? No, I thought it sometimes meant Bidiyabad. Well, I was agreeing, but it does say Akol Chayyam. What kind of business is this? Just come up and say what you really believe. That Akol can mean this, Akol can mean that, and I have a problem. I mean, what do you think? I'm stupid that I don't understand that our could have double meanings, that there's a difference between Shagotim and so on. So there's got to be some subtle issue that's going on over here in the discussion. What's the point of what we're doing? So what we're clearly aiming at over here, you see, is that the initial Hakol Shochatim, we first have to establish that when we make a statement like that, we're not necessarily talking about what is desirable. Okay. Then that means we need to establish as well whether the Shkitatan Kshera is meant to define the desirability or whether it's a separate state, meaning Hakosho Khatim, which may not be desirable, but you never know. Ushkitatan Kshera, there's definitely cases where it's not desirable. Oh, so you mean there are cases where it is desirable, which I wouldn't have known unless you told me there were cases where it's not desirable. Ah, so now I recognize the Mish is telling me two completely different categories. I need to prove that to you up front. So how do I prove that to you? If I don't go through the various usages of Akol to show you that there are different ways of achieving an understanding that the Mishnah may be talking about categories, and notice 
that in all of the cases that we brought up, it's not that the Mishnah is talking about categories. When I say Akol Meimirin, I only mean that it's achievable. I never mean that it's a desirable state of affairs. That's Lo Shadam Rishai. You understand now why that's not similar to our Mishnah? Well, I would say Akol Shogadim Shkitatanshir without Rashi's explanation. I'm simply telling you over there, the question is, why bother? That's the question. That Rashi's coming to explain. Why bother? Because I want you to know about Malkus. That's why bother. Which is Rabbi Yaakov explained that itself. is a great thing to make you think. Wait a minute, if I'm not supposed to do it, why do I get Malkus? Then it shouldn't be done. Is it the attempt to do it? The Torah tells me, don't say these words. Because then you get Malkus for saying these words without their having achieved anything. All of these is what runs through my head. The moment I read that Mishnah. But there's no two categories. The same thing is true where it says, Akol Chayavim. Are we agreed that Akol Chayavim requires no further discussion because it can't be categorized? Are we agreed that Akol Somchim doesn't have categories? Because it's always, sometimes, absolutely necessary, and at the very least, desirable. That's my problem, says Ravashi. In a case where I don't, shouldn't need to define something twice, why am I, if it's not coming, to leave open a Mishnah that has at least two sets that it's going to discuss? And that's the whole thing I'm trying to prove. That essentially, we've been interrupted. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. This is what happens in Gemara. It says, I see what you're writing and I don't like it. I see where you're going. You are going to tell me that there's two different sets. Now, wait a minute. I understand how you're trying to sneak that in over here, but I don't see why you have a right to sneak that in. There's no contradiction here. Why would I call have to mention that? Well, are you telling me that? Well, I mean, but you, you understand that if we need to clarify, we do clarify. I mean, what about tomorrow? Well, what about other cases we don't need to clarify? Yeah, but that's because it says Chayavim. We don't need to clarify. But so what's wrong with clarification? So it essentially, this could be clarification. Ah, but if it were clarification, that would mean that you're assuming that a call meant something that otherwise would require clarification. Why would you say that? Let me just say, oh, everybody should this kosher. That it would mean that you have at least that I'm not telling, <coughs> I'm telling you more than that. Now, can I get back to what I was saying? Thank you. So we have a problem over here, says Ravash. That's why I introduced it this way. The Mishnah is clearly talking about two sets of issues. That's my problem. So let's see that inside. So, Ana Shkitatan Kshira Kashali. You start off saying Shkitatan Kshira. Let's say, if you say Shkitatan Kshira, you're already telling me Bidiyabad. Then that means that Hakol must have meant Lechatkila, because if it meant Bidiyabad, I don't need two Bidiyabads. Tarti Bidiyabad Lomali. So can we now agree that there are two cases? And that's all I was trying to say. Well, now I'm saying it. I don't even have to finish, complete my statement. Therefore, there must be two statements tonight. We understand that there are now two statements. You'll notice he doesn't even complete it. He doesn't say Ella. Okay, in other words, any idiot understands what am I showing you that this mission is talking about a minimum of two things. Of course, we're going to see it's got to be more, but so far, we're only talking about the first four words. Okay, so what might that be? Now, we're going to have many different approaches before we even get to the end about what that might be, because, gosh, it could be anything. We're leaving things way up, hanging in the air. We can think of a million different things that might affect our position with the Shemitah positively or negatively. So, let's try to think remarkably. The first thing that we think of, we're going to see why we think of it. First thing that we think of is a din that only has relevance to Kutcher. And that's that's exactly the issue over here. Is this Mesechta built around a parallel to Mesechet Zvachim? And it's really talking about those issues. So I suggest, remarkably, says Rabbi Barula, I suggest that what it's saying over here is Hakol Shochatim Afilu Tamei, if we're talking about Chulmin, 
Now, back in Zvachim, we talked about a czar and an onain and so on, and a tamid, a check. So over there we spoke about shkitatan shira, but they're not allowed to check with Hatzkin. So here it's coming to tell me that even the Hatzkilat tamid bechulin, tamid bechulin, get out of here. Why? Let me understand what chiddush is there about checking a tamid bechulin? Since when would there be a din of tuma by chulin anyway? There's no no meaning to that. It's a trivial statement. No, it, it it's not. I'll tell you why. Because it's talking about chulin shenasu al taharat hakodesh. We're talking about specifically, and here's another remarkable parallel in which, in the same way that we know that the Torah's introduction of the dinim of kachim is wrapped around the kol tahor yochal basar, and so does all these dinim of tuma only really had relevance to and things like that, we never found that they had any implications for things outside of the set of culture. However, supposing a person with a high level of awareness who recognizes that essentially all dealings with the world are either really culture or attenuated culture, talks about in his own mind as all right, well, I want to live that life as if it's Kaddish. Now, is that a nonsensical statement? You can't turn Hulin into Kachim just because you're such a highly aware person. Or is there, in fact, and this revolves around exactly the issue of why we would construct a segment this fashion, as we'll see in a moment, is there meaning to the statement of, I want to live a life of Hulin as if it's Kodesh, that, that you'll say, well, I mean, do whatever that you want. Oh, no, that's not the point. Because the din of Tuma is different when it comes to Chulun and Kachim. So there are things that will be Metame Kachim that will have no impact on Chulun. So you remember that Tuma has different levels. Ava Tuma, Rishon Tuma, Sheni Tuma, Shlishi Tuma, Revi Tuma. Those things have different applications whether you're talking about Chulun or Meister or Truma or Kadesh or Pora. There's different levels of Tuma for each one of them. Can I artificially engage with a shady betuma on a chulin, where chulin doesn't even recognize the impact of a shady betuma. You see what I mean? It's not just a question of do whatever you want. It's a question of is this tummy? If it's not tummy, I mean you're just insane. I'm saying creating a new world. But, well, let's create a new world of higher sensitivities of some new age name. I mean, what in the world does that have nothing to do with tuma? There's no tuma here. There's no as if. No, there's no as if unless there is in fact a world of as if. But that's a machloket. And there is a Machlokatanoim about this issue. If the mission needs to engage with the question of a nut who says, I'm going to eat my chul in the entire Sakaydash, then obviously the Mishnah holds he's not a nut. That means that Kasava this time must hold that Khun Shinasar al Tarza Kodesh gets the din of Kodesh and therefore will be Makabotuma with the same sensitivity as Kodesh would. But just to him? Yes, yeah, just to him. I mean nobody else gives a hand. They're not sensitive to it. So, okay, the mission is therefore coming to say, in any event, it's okay to do shrita as being tame. But how could it be okay? Are well, you not going to be matame the meat? Kate said, what would he do? Well, he could bring a long knife, stand five feet away, and check from the distance so that it doesn't come close enough to be matame yet. Nevi sakina rucha v'shochitva, k'dei shalo yiga b'basa. So that would be the akor shokhatim. Shritatan k'shera would mean... But don't do that when it comes to Zvachim, because we're worried. Okay, but so why Shritatan Shira? Because if you went ahead and you shecht, and you say, but, but I didn't touch, then even the Kachim Shritato would be Shira. 
However, a chutz v'cherishot v'kotten now goes back to, but cherishot v'kotten, even by chulen, stam, b'chulen grade, cannot do shkita under any circumstances. Where you'd say, well, what's so bad? They can't do shkita even b'diavad because we are afraid that they may mechanically mess up the shkita. Not because, after all, it's all mechanics, isn't it? Long knife, all you're going to touch, you're not going to touch. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about mechanics. We're not talking about anything that has to do with intent here, right? That's what I'm saying. No, no, I'm saying, but throughout the Mishnah, the way that I am setting it up is that what we're dealing with is mechanical issues, says Rabbi Barula. Do we have to worry about your actually touching the meat? We don't have to be worried about your touching the meat. So let me tell you something. When it gets to Cherishet Mekotten, I don't care what he's doing. He's got such a good chance of doing it wrong that just don't let him do anything. We don't trust him. No, but we'll talk about that in a moment, as we'll see. So the cheret shayt of the cotton, what's the problem with the cheret shayt of the cotton? Because over there we're worried that they may end up hustling the shkita. Now we know that the psul of shkita, there are five, basically we're going to discuss the b'kort, or tzavalok halabar shbisinai, v'zavachta ka'asher tziviticha, this is the b'kort of the dinim of shkita. Ka'asher tziviticha means there are clearly dinim about how to shek. The Gemara puts a beautiful remez, which does his Masber, in the Ka'asher. The Ka'asher is shecht as olive. That's one of the two simonim, which I'll talk about in a moment, in a bird. And that's the, the shin is shnaim, in a behemoth. And the resh is rov, which is also kosher, because if you Ka'asher backwards, it says, rubo shall echot kamovo. Okay. But then, what is the Asher Tzviticha? There are five different psulim that are said about the nature of Shkita. Here, the Gemara only mentions three of them as the first three that we're going to be concerned about. So it says over here, and let's just take a look at the language over here. Lo Yishkot Shema, what would they do wrong? Yishu. Okay, Shihiyah. Shihiyah is one of the problems of Shkita. And what is Shihiyah? Well, the act of Shkita is defined as the movement of a knife. Movement of a knife across the simon that is being cut. Now, there are two simon, and we have, and this, of course, relates to the whole way in which we are connected to the world. So we have intake in terms of food. We have intake in terms of oxygen. Those are, surprisingly, systems that are right next to each other, even though they have nothing to do with each other. So people take a look at a neck, and they see these things in the neck, and they see one mouth, and they put things in that mouth, and sounds come out of that mouth, and air goes into that mouth, and it's all like a very simple thing. It's not very simple at all. Things are going in, and things are coming out, and they're completely different things. Now, the truth is that there are, in fact, two ways of severing the connection, which is not death. You don't need for an animal to be dead to eat it. You need it to be shechted to eat it. The animal could be perfectly alive. It's no longer called Eva Menachai because Shkita is Materet. It's not called Inezvucha any longer. There are two ways to sever that connection, either by severing the esophagus or by severing the trachea. And that is severing completely? No. Ruba Shalachat Kamo. Now the question is, what defines an act of moving back and forth? To what extent? Because one of the important sulim is drisa. That's one of the five sulim. Drisa means if there is too much pressure, and therefore what you're doing is not cutting through, but tearing by forcing apart the molecule. What defines the relationship between the back and forth movement and the downward pressure? That's weird. In other words, how much knife has to pass over a simon for the simon to be considered to be not nidras, but to have been nishat? Over what period of time? 
would we consider that to be a single miser? Suppose somebody cuts a little bit of the trachea and stops, and then comes back five minutes later to complete it. There's a little bit of a problem with that. Namely, that a trachea with a hole in it is trephus, right? I mean, the, the esophagus with a hole in it is trephus, right? So, so how can he come back? <laughs> if you're coming back, all you're going to do is shek the trephus. But any time that you would shek an esophagus, you'd run into the same problem. Because, I mean, you don't get to the middle without getting through the front, and according to Zeno, you'd be there forever. So, so at what point, at what point do we call this a single act in which you didn't make something a trefa, you did a shrita? So the element of shrita that relates to that is called shihia. Shihia is the amount of time that's waiting in the course of the action, which separates the first hole that you're making in that esophagus and turns it into a trephus, and now you're attempting to shech the trefa. If he hesitates this kata, then we might not even notice. And, in fact, he didn't do the shrit of a kosher animal, he did the shrit of a trefa. That's a question whether that's the issue with Bechlal, not an act of shrita, but we'll get to those, those questions later. So now we've talked about Drisa and Shihia, and you can see that they're related. So Shema Yisheh, that's one problem. Shema Yidrisu, Shema Yachalidu. Now the word Chilud comes from a Chulda. A Chulda lives underground. That's a Chulda, which of course is another way of saying Yosh Bechalet. Those who live on this little crummy planet are basically stuck under the under the dirt and have no idea what's going on around the universe. That's the way in which we talk about that, which is unaware and unseen and unseen. And that's exactly what Chalada is. Chalada is remarkably a knife that is cutting without being visible. So that if you would stick the knife between the simoni, it would be possible, the shrita. If you shecht from the bottom up, or the top down, or you take a cloth and cover the knife. We're going to see all these cases later on. So That's part of the act of shrita. How do we know that they didn't get the knife under the skin? And chef. So in all those cases, it would have been puzzle. Now there are other tzulim, which was, we just sort of left out over here, including hagrama. Hagrama meaning that it's outside of the specific area that the Torah says this is the place for shkita. It's either too high on the neck or too low, close to the lungs. So then it's out of the area of shkita. We're talking about these these first. There's also ikor, which is a big machlok, because we'll discuss later on. But those are the five tzulim. So we've entered into that world right off the bat. Cher shetavakatan can't do that. Okay, fine. Now, if with this brilliant explanation, Rabbi Barula, can you explain the next words of the Mishnah? The kulon sheshachatu v'acherim ro'imota. Okay, what is that referring to? Which v'kula? I mean, on the cherishat v'katan? Is that what you're trying to tell me? If it's going on the very case, the words that I just mentioned, then you should just say, but if they did, you don't say, with redoing that business, that's the last thing I wanted to hear over here. So that means now you're going back to what you said before. So now, let me understand how the mission reads. Shouldn't, but if he did, ask him. And if they did, but other people were looking, then it's kosher. Can you explain to me what that's supposed to mean? If they did? What do you mean, if they did? What's that going on? Ela Tomei B'chulin, you said L'chatchila, he could check. So can't be going on the Tomei B'chulin if somebody else saw him. I don't need somebody else to see him. If it's the second case of Tomei B'mugdashim, we don't need somebody to see him. If he says, I didn't touch, you said, if he says, I didn't touch, it's enough. Sagile, right? So it's not the Cherishet V'katen. It's not the case immediately. It's not the case before that, which is the Tomei B'mugdashim. Certainly not the case before the case of this case, which is the Tomei B'chulin, which is Koshu L'chatchila. So in other words, the mission means nothing. So what's the additional case of a cool on shishak to vachem How are you going to explain that? 
if it's the time of Mekdash, Answers the Gemara, well, it would be an alternative. In any of the above cases that we cannot satisfy the requirements of the case, including the case of Tomei B'Mugdashim, where we're supposed to ask him and he's supposed to say, I know I didn't touch. Suppose he's not available to be asked. So then we can be saying, that's the Kiddush. So when it comes to the Kiddush of the cotton, if we have a Kiddush even though we're talking about subtle hand movements that you may not have noticed, but if you tell me that you were watching and you know that there was no Shihia and there was no Chalada and so on, I'll rely on you. And despite the fact that you're an external observer. Okay, I guess that's how we have to learn it, according to Rabbi Barula. So now we have three different categories. Category of Shkita Lakatkila. What is the Kiddush? Tomei B'chulim. Shkita B'diabad. What is the Kiddush? Tomei B'mukdashim, who says, I know for a fact I didn't touch it. Shkita, which would have been possible, where either a Kiddush of the cotton does it and nobody is around to report, a Tomei B'mukdashim does it and nobody's around, including himself, for us to know whether there was a Nagiyah B'vas. Now, there's one very problematic element here in this entire discussion, and that is Shkita Tan Kishera has got to be telling me something about the dinam of Shkita. Or who the heck cares whether it's Tommy or not? What does that have to do with the dinner shkita? I, I, I don't care about Tuma when it comes to Chulun, okay? Can I eat this or can I not? I want to know whether the shkita was kosher. Does that have any... Is it not my business. Is there a Kiddush here? Am I going to ask a Shaila? Gee, am I allowed to eat this meat? The guy was tummy. You look at me like I'm crazy. Because you're allowed to eat this meat. So why would the Mishnah be built around the issue of Shkita Dan In terms of what? You're asking me a separate question. Is the meat tummy? Is the meat tar? Does that have something to do with Shkita Dan And this is a little bit of a problem because if we're talking about Mugdashi, Mugdashim, we've got real problem. Is the Shkita of a Tomei kosher for Egdash? Would it make, give it a kalos of Egdash, like every other psulim? Let's say, a Tomei Shetz. He's not supposed to shet kachim. Is that shita sufficient with a machshavas pigo to be machayvi chorus for eating it? Which, of course, if just if it were treif, it wouldn't be five chorus. Is this considered to be a valid shita or not a valid shita? There you go. Now I understand. When it comes to mugidashim, you can talk about shita nanchera only b'diavad. But would we mean at all the dinim of shita? by Tomei B'chulim. It really wouldn't have anything to do with the dinim of Shechita, you see, which is fine, because the truth is, when we were talking about Akol Shochtim, but not Cheir Shechit was our concern the dinim of Shechita, or was our concern the issue of Baltash? That is the major machlok as we're showing. Suppose I want I, my kid, I believe, knows how to shat. So I give my five-year-old. Am I allowed to give a five-year-old an animal a shat? Or am I not allowed to treat an animal in that fashion? So there's two ways of understanding that. It might be, according to Sabri Shodim, even where I'm in Why? Well, because we're talking about something so subtle, what if the guy doesn't really see, and we don't want to rely on him, we prefer to be in a situation where we don't get into a problem of there might be a soul and he might miss it. That's one approach. But the other approach, which is very similar to the question over here, if you think about it, a guy is tummy, he wants to know if he's allowed to shaft, and we say to him, take a long knife. 
I'm sorry, I got the wrong knife. It's your business. What happened? I'm shackling. If it'll be dumb, hey, I'll give it to somebody else. So our concern is not in the etzim act of shkita anyway, you see. No matter how you learn the mission, which is a very strong reason for saying that chutz mecherashayta v'katan is in fact an issue of baltashkis. We don't want people to be engaged in shkita where the results will be wasted. Either because you're not going to eat the meat because you only want to eat tar meat, or because we don't know whether he's going to do you. Even if we find out he, he, he we might find out he did a good job, you don't want to give an animal to a fair chef forgotten who probably won't do a good job and are going to mess things up. And this is not something that you play around with. I mean, it's not as if you're a moil who's doing an Arab. I mean, this is serious stuff. You're shaping an animal. And then, <laughs> I think they just arrested a rabbi yesterday for that, right? <laughs> So the is saying, there's no existential problem ever with someone doing shkita as long as you're in the Kharashita. No, it's saying there is. Except there is. With the Kharashita, we're more concerned because over there no one will be able to eat it. So it, there is an existential problem. Well, when it comes to shkita, shkita would be a problem only when Ogea Mukdashim. And that sounds good. Because then by very virtue of the fact of talking about what appears to be something that is irrelevant to the shkita, and I tell you the shkita is kosher anyway, you think, oh, that can't be Hulin. Aha, you're really talking about Mugdashim. See how smart I am, says Rabbi Sabarula. It's innate in the Mishnah. We've got to be talking about an issue that would affect Shrita only vis-a-vis Kachim and not Hulin. Great. Because we don't, we wouldn't affect the shkita for sure when it comes to chulin. How can I affect the shkita? There's no. What, what do I care about the status of the meat? The question in the in in Zvachim over there, it's a chiddush to say that the Torah is not makbid the same way it's not makbid on zarut, which we need to learn from a pasuk. We know there's a psul zar. So how do we know that a zar b'shkita is kosher? We need to learn it from the pasuk, right? The same zar, if it goes in and does the kabbalah, is possible. How do I know it's kosher for the shkita? So that by tuma is all. Also true. The same time he would go ahead and would be Makabal Adam, it would be possible, ipso facto. Even if he could avoid being Matami anything, it would be possible. So therefore, I need to know, and would it be kosher by Shkita? Yes, it would be kosher by Shkita. For Hulin, it's a trivial statement that it's kosher, the Shkita is kosher. The only thing that isn't trivial is, do you want this to be done in this fashion where it may cause wastage? That's the only question. Now you can see why the Rishonim would focus on the Kherashat of cotton as being a question of wastage, rather than the dinim of shita per se. No, that's my whole point. That when you say shita tanksheira, it's kachim. Kachim is not because of wastage. Kachim would be because it's a chiddush. So Yes, of course. That's how he's learning. So he's, that's what he's he's saying. Listen, listen. You miss what happened here. Hakol shalchatim, reference to chulin. Shkidatan shera, a reference to mukdash. Cherishay to the cotton going back. So it's two completely different sets of things. That's exactly the point that Rabbi Bol is saying. Look at this. It's brilliant because the only place where it indeed discusses the dinam of shkita is kachim. Which of course raises a red flag immediately. Because why in the world would the dinam of Kachim appear here in the Mishnah Khulan? What's the point of mentioning it? This whole sugya. 
is really expressed in Zvachim, in a Mishnah. What's the bin? Abatome or Shogat Basakidaruka for Kosh. Abatome is Kosh. It's Beferish in a Mishnah. So what is the point of contrasting it to Akoshoftib over here in Kulit? Here, we need to recognize that there are two completely different approaches in the Gemara as to the structure of the dinim of Shkita vis-a-vis Kotchen and vis-a-vis Chulin. Look at this, which is a throwaway line in the Gemara, which people read the Gemara and don't have any idea that it's saying something extraordinarily significant, and it's, it's absolutely wonderful. So therefore, says the Gemara, as the Gemara, well, wait a minute over here. Are you trying to tell me that this is the mission that tell, teaches the dinim of Tomei B'Kodesh? It says it in Zvachim. Mehatam Nafka. Kol hapsulim shishahatu, shchitatan kishera, shashchitak shera bizarim binashim bavadim bitmeim, afilu bekotche kodashim. So any of the psulim, I don't care whether you're talking about an onain or a czar, any of the psulim that we mentioned over there, small, it's all kosher, even kosher kosher. As long as you don't touch, if you're talking, you don't touch the baser. Answers the Gemara. Actually, believe it or not, hocha iker. The main dinim of shechita are mentioned here, and therefore, even the dinim of kachim's shechita is mentioned here. Now, obviously, we can't talk about the dinim of kachim shechita about issues that have no relevance to in here because those are not part of the din of kachim. Therefore, I'm not going to discuss zar. That would be simply laughable. I'm not going to discuss owning. That would be simply laughable. That's irrelevant to the dinam of Shita Kwa Shita. That's relevant to the dinam of Aveda. But I can discuss Tame if I hold that Kulishin Hazal Taras HaKadesh is Kekadesh Tame. So now suddenly the question of the status of Tuma becomes relevant to Chulin. Once it becomes relevant to Chulin, since Shita is essentially an act of Chulin, which only happens to appear by Kachim, because Kachim at least subsumed Chulin, now, you'll notice that, of course, all along, we've been very confused about the status of Shita. Anybody? I mean, we just finished Menachas with exactly the same question. What, you're saying, Shita is not an Aveda, but nonetheless, it needs to be achieved in particular ways, and it's possible to create people with it, and so on and so forth. So that we said, that's automatically, well, the Shita itself is certainly not the thing that's going to bring the Kedusha to the Behemoth. It's the saying it's a, a Karma. And what is the Shita? Well, it's, it's a thing that you do for Kachim, but, but not really because they're Kachim, really. So why is it that the four Avodot, when we're talking about doing Shkita for Avodot why is it when we're talking about Beit Chonyo, only the one of the four Avodot, well, if you did Zerika, I understand that you're going to be puzzled, but how about if you do Shkita for Beit Chonyo, will you be Nitzel for the Big Rush? What do you mean? Shita is one of the Avodot. No, but, but not really. What do you mean not really? So then, how is it that I'm able to create all of the data of Zulim with Shita? So anyway, we have a unique status for the relationship of Shita to Kachim. And here, for the first time, is where we're coming clean about what the issue is. Is Shita essentially an act of Chulin, which must be done, and therefore, in the case of Kachim, it's an Avodah because it needs to be done in order to... But really, the act is an act of Chulin, or is it essentially an act of Kachim, which has gone over into the world of the animal in general. So our first take on it is, believe it or not, that actually it belongs in Chulin. The only reason we mention it there is because, well, we're going to talk about Tsar that had nothing to do with Chulin, which means that we need to discuss there the aspects of the Avoda-related orientation of Shita, which is not the fact of Shita, you see. The fact of Shita is a Chulin thing. It's just that since you're going to do Shita, then it becomes an Avoda in that context. 
So under those circumstances, I want to discuss Onanut, I want to discuss Zarut, and so on. So Mamela, I'll mention Tuma as well. But it's not that I really am concerned about Tuma over there. I've already discussed Tuma. In the Akadinim of Shkinta, right here in Kulin. So since I need to talk about Zorim, Noshim, Avadim, and Tumayim, and so on, I feel Kachikachim. So Mamela, Hacha, Iker, Hatam, I did a boy, the Tana Sharp Look, the Tana has to write over there the Zar, Oni, and Balmum. I mean, what would that have to do with Koda? Koda, nothing. So I need to tell me the dinim vis-a-vis Aveda. Therefore, I tell you also, Tame. So I did a Tana Sharp, so Tana, I mean, Tame B'Muktash. Of course, your regular learner of the Daf reads this and says, yeah, okay, we could say Afik, or we could say Yibayisema, maybe Asamikar, because the Kachim Kach is sort of like, you know, say it this way, say it that way. Say it this way, say it that way. Are two totally different universes, literally. Like the whole question is, how do we look at all? I mean, what is Noah doing? A Yochal Noah. That's the guy who brings school in. That's what Vayochal means. Isha Adama. He's the first guy that's allowed to eat animals. He's allowed to eat animals in the context of Chulun. Up until that point, animals only were dealt with his kachim. What was the essence? Because they're two completely different universes. So one approach is that, in fact, Shkita is a din in Chulun. The other approach is, no, the truth is, the Iker is over there. Or we could say, says the Gemara, The real place to discuss this halacha is as part of the dinim of Kachim, and not part of the dinim of Chulun at all. But since you wanted to discuss a somewhat similar issue, which is the din of Tameh B'chulin, which has to do with other questions, rather than the actual din of the Shrita, even though over there it's a real din in Shrita, and over here it's just sort of a question of, do you want to make a waste of things, or do you want to do it right? Where is the main source? What Mishnah is, would be the place that you'd expect to find? And the other one only mentions it because we're mentioning other things. So this is two totally different ways of understanding the organization of this Pesachta vis-a-vis Okay, I mean, even the fact that we call Zvachim Zvachim is a remarkable thing. Zvachim means Shkita, Zevach, Lisboach, and that's the Mitzvah Shkita, Vizavach Ticha, So that means even for Chulin, the Mishnah is Vizavach Ticha, which is the name of the Pesachta Zvachim. So anyway, there's all types of multiple levels in this interrelationship. Okay, tomorrow we'll get to the logistics of what kind of Tomei are we talking about, because it's an obvious question. If he's Tomei, what good is a long knife? He was batami the knife, and then the knife ought to be batami the buzzer anyway. Uh, that's a logistical question which has a number of different approaches, which we'll discuss tomorrow. <laughs> Why are you saying that? Not rin vedidrin, akinan vachatchila, aktiv vachitechtal in dor loya vachachet, of tiftova shalotidor, vishetidor velotishalem, vitania, tov mizem is a sheino de der kolika, de rebi meir, rebi yuda me tov mizem is a no der mushalem, but I feel rebi yuda lokama, elavomer harezo, avloma hare alai, which is nidrin, or not rin vamarechin, lo. What are you saying? The Kolako Lavla Hatila, Ella Kol Kayavim Besuka, Makol Kayavim Betsitzi, Tokinam Lav, 
דולב לכתחילה? חייבים, לא קמינה. אוקיי, אבל הכל סומכים. איך על אנשים, איך על אנשים. אוכל נעמי דולב לכתחילה, רקתי בסבך ידו ונרצה. אין איכא כל לכתחילה, ואיכא כל דיעבד. מה הפרובלם הכל דאחה ממאי דלכתחילה, ותקשה לך to insist on two separate categories. דיומא דיעבד, אבל לא תקשה לך. אמר לי, אנא שחיטתן כשרה קשרי, ולקטוני שחיטתן כשרה דיעבד, בכלל דעקור לכתחילהו, די דיעבד, תרתי דיעבד, למה לי? אמר רבא ברולה, ארכי קטן. Two categories, אשור כל שחדין אפילו תמי בחולין. תמי בחולין? מה אלו נאמרה? נו, נו. בחולין שנה זו התרס הקודש, וכסובה, כולן שנה זו התרת הקודש, כקודש דומו. כיצד הוא עושה? מביא סכין ארוכה ושוחט בה כדי שלא ייגע בבשר. ובמורידשים לא ישחט שם ייגע בבשר. That's the part that says אם שחט, ואמר בורי לי שלא נגעתי, שחיטתו כשרה. חוץ מחרשת וקודם אפילו בחולין גרידא דיעבד נמי לו שמא ישור שם ידרסו שמא יאכל לידו. Yeah, and how about the כולן ששחטו? What's that referring to? אילמה חרשת וקטנה לקוי, ואם שחטו בבוילה. אלא אטמי בחולין, אמר לכתחילה נמי שחט. אלא אטמי במוקדשים, בבורא ליסגי. דלתי כמה דנישאי אליהם. היי טמי במוקדשים, מאוכל נפקא. מאדם נפקא. כל הפסולים ששחטו שחיטתם כשרה. שהשחיטה כשרה בזרים, בנשים, בעבדים וטמאים, אפילו בקדשי קדשי ובבד שלא טמאים נוגעים בבשר. אוכי יקר. הוטם איידי דצני שפסולים, ושם נו אימפקטים חולים, תני נמי תמי במוקדשים, ואיבאי תימה, רילי הטם איקר, דבקודשים כהי, ואוכל איידי דצני תמי בחולים, תני נמי תמי במוקדשים. Here is the recording of the previous cycle, cycle number 11 of the equivalent of quite a different ambience, quite a different attendance. You may like to review the daf with it, or perhaps use it as your actual initial learning. Enjoy. So here we are at that place on the dollar from the exciting new Mesechta, Mesechta Sekhun. As we pointed out last night when we were completing the Nochas, that actually the Mesechta seems to be arranged as a continuation of the closure of the Nochas. Well, over there we learned the union of misasek, <coughs> the requirement of dots for kashim. So the Mishnah over here opens, and we'll see in the Gemara also that there's references to the continuation from kashim specifically. Opens with a discussion of who is kosher for shrita, instead of discussing what shrita is, and instead of discussing the and so on. It takes for granted the concept of Shrita as a general and well, we'll have to see the, the, the basis of this organization as we go along. In any event, you'll notice the redundancy. My God. It's starting already? 
Here the redundancy is actually even worse than redundancy because it's a contradiction, which the Gemara is going to point out. If you want to tell me that the sheet is kosher, call it that. If you want to tell me that the sheet is kosher, then it's enough to say, Now it's even assuming, as we know, that every time it says the word hakol, it's obviously coming to add something. Because otherwise, why, why talk about everybody? There's even somebody that you wouldn't assume would be kosher is nonetheless kosher. It hasn't explained who that is. We're going to have to see who that is. But if you use the word akosher hatim, then the implication is that they would be kosher to chef lechatzira. In other words, you can give it to this person. He'll go ahead and chef. Then what's the point of saying shkitatan kshiran? I should hope so. If you say akosher hatim, then obviously shkitatan kshiran. If shkitatan kshiran is meant to be taken seriously, then it always implies <coughs> the shita is kosher if it were done, but it's not supposed to be done that way in the first place. But if that's what it means, then don't say akosho hatim, because that would mean that that is the way it's supposed to be done, the chatkira. So there's a redundancy, and in the end, the Gemara is <coughs> going to show that the redundancy itself is what creates the contradiction. Because I might be able to solve both approaches in saying just the words akosho hatim. That doesn't necessarily have to be but if I put it together this way, it's very important to get this point, otherwise the Gemara is going to be very confusing. We go on on this single question for a number of pages. So please get this straight. The Mishnah is clearly trying to give us certain complex information. That complex information is A, it's adding something, and it's adding something in a way that is acceptable to do, and B, it's limiting something in that same class by saying, which means that there are two missing pieces of our mission that we're going to have to explain what they are. It's not sufficient to tell me what the Hakol adds. You need to tell me how there could be a class of things that is added and yet is also limited within that same set. What those issues are is a big Machlokas in the Gemara and it goes on for pages to define what it is. But if you don't see what the problem is in the Mishnah, the Gemara just sort of goes in one ear and out the other. You don't understand precisely what they're trying to do. This is the issue in the Mishnah. Now this is all true, that Akoshokatim, but don't think that the Akoshokatim would include because over there they may ruin their shkita, which is problematic. I mean, so if they'll ruin their shkita, did they ruin their shkita? They will ruin their shkita. Is that telling me, don't give it to a Kershot because he'll ruin their shkita? So I'll make that decision. If he will, he will. If he won't, he won't. I mean, that's my business. Correct? So why are you telling me it means chutz? What does the chutz mean? That they're not kosher? So then don't tell me that they're not kosher because maybe they'll ruin their shkita? Tell me because they ruined their shita, not that they will ruin their shita. So here too we have a problem. And then when we continue, and all of the above classes, obviously if you're saying all of the above classes, you're not only including Kherachak the Kotan, you're including that strange 
other class that isn't clear what it is, because we know we're talking about two items that we, we, we haven't yet defined. They're certainly not just going back on Kayashat of the Kotner. It wouldn't say the Kulam. Shavat of the Kulam is another addition, correct? Something else I'm referring to, which wouldn't have been right, but if it was done, and other people see them, now that, of course, adds another complexity, because it means that we'll have to include in the original problem something which is going to be changed if somebody sees it. Now, changing if somebody sees it, lechora would only be no care where you have a person who doesn't know what he's doing, or that, or, or, or uh, that he's too young, or whatever, but what possible thing could be included and it has to do with if I saw it or not. What's the difference if I saw it? Well, I don't know. Not necessarily. Watching would imply that we need das. I mean, we have to do al da'atcha. Having seen means he doesn't even have to know that you're there. It has nothing to do with the fact that you're I mean, Allah, but that you can report on the logistics. So there's a big difference. It's not a cherem ayundim Allah. It's a cherem roimoto. So in that case, if we have the information that mechanically the shkita was done properly, so then shkita tanksheira, even though we have previously limited it, we don't know what that is, what we have previously limited. So the first thing that the Gemara is going to do now is torture us a bit before getting to the question. Why? Because we first have to define the language of akoshohat in versus shkita tanksheira. If I start with the hanakha that akoshohat means it's okay with Hatkila. So then I'm going to be disturbed by the fact that it's Heshkita Shira. If I can show you that Akosha Khatim itself can be used to say Bidi Abad, meaning that Akosha Khatim, everyone is included in the Din of Shita if they do it. That's all what Akosha Khatim would mean. Then Shakita Tanshira is not a problem. It's only redundant. Then we'd have to figure why the redundancy. And that will lead us to the discovery that if you're going to make something redundant and it's a different language, then you're also implying different dinner. Because it's, whatever it is, it's not the same thing as repeating HaKosho Ratim twice. Okay, so first we want to discuss the language. Does HaKosho Ratim mean the Chathila? So the Gemara's initial assumption is, thank you, HaKosho Ratim implies the Chathila. And then the Mishnah continues on to say Shkita Shira implies the Avad. Now how do you explain that? Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that by definition the word Akosho Katim has to mean the Katkila? The Chola Chola Katkila? Yalameyata. Akomemiri. Anyway, the Mishnah says, everybody makes a Tmura. What is that supposed to say? The Katkila? Everybody makes a Tmura? I mean, you're not allowed to make a Tmura. It's an instant right to make a Tmura. I mean, Katmura means to take a, another Behemoth and to say, this Behemoth should be in place of that Behemoth, which is hectic. So obviously it doesn't mean our problem may be reading everyone can make a Tmura. What it means is everyone is included in the din of Tmura in the Torah. Even though one would have thought perhaps they're not included, they are included. And being included, they are not allowed to make a Tmura. So I mean, maybe that's the point over here. Of course, everyone is included in the Nishkita. I'm not telling you that that means that they're allowed to do it up front necessarily. I mean, it depends. So I mean, there, when it says our problem may be reading, you're certainly not going to tell me. What are you going to tell me? That it means everybody can be maimer. The parish of Pusik that that's not true. 
והכתיב לא יחליפנו ולא ימיר אותו טוב ורע או רע בטוב, שתורה says you can't make a תמורה. Whether you're improving the situation, taking a, a poor quality behemoth, switching it for a good behemoth, or vice versa, it's still a nisadiraisa. So what does it mean? No, well, there it's different. Hasam kirektani taiba. I mean, there it says the Farish in the Mishnah, it says, Lo shadam rashayla amir, ela shim emir mumar. So it, it says, when I say that hakol meimirim, do not take that to mean what it would normally mean, namely that it would be mutter to do this lakasvila. What I'm saying instead is that the person who does so is included in the din of Tamura. And therefore, of course, he would be so fegetar by him. So having now redefined in the continuation of my words what was meant by Hakob Meimirim, I understand that I'm giving over the information very clearly. Hakob Meimirim, that is to say, are included in the din of Tamura. But when it comes to Shrita, where I, have never, I say nothing of the sort, so over there, I'll be stuck with the explanation that with Mitbakesh Me'elav, that when it says Akol Shokatim, it means Akol Shokatim, even Lechatshila. I mean, why this long and complicated way of saying a simple piece of information, Lo Shadam Amir? That's because the Derek of Atana, Rashi suggests, is always to start with the, the general rule. So Akol Me'emirim means, and that means we want you to know that even Nashim are included in the Din of Tamura. Because of the fact that that's Confusing. I want it very clear that, I mean to say, of course, not that there's any effort to be maimer ever, but rather that it's something that's our boy. Okay, I mean, the truth is there's, uh, that, that's our rational, Tosus has a lot of problems with it, but it's, it's not our subya. I don't think it's Kedai right now to go into exactly what the meaning of that mission is, because we'll be in Tamura soon enough, as Ratashem. So, okay, over there you can't bring me a riot to our Mishnah. Okay, well, what about this case? Now, the din of ma'arifin is that somebody can accept upon himself the fear to pay the value of a person, and it doesn't matter who that person is, other than the, the sex and age of that individual is predefined by the Torah as having a certain value from the age of 30 days to 20 years, so on so we, we, we go to the various levels, and everybody can bake that netter, as long as they're old enough to make a netter, and everyone can be included in the person who will be nerach. The Kiddush over there is, even though that person has no market value, let's say there's a nobody would buy him, that doesn't matter. Erechim doesn't imply that you have a market value. It implies that you have a value that's defined by the Torah only. You might have thought that the two are interrelated. You have to have some value on the market as a slave in order to have an error. Come on, on the mission that you don't. Okay, so again, the Hakol's over there clearly include something. The Marichin includes even that cotton that is a mukla, some mukla ish. Again, it's not our sugya, but it does include something, just like over here the Hakol includes something. the Nidrin. And you can make a netter, and you could be the object of a netter if somebody says, I want to give the value of that person on the open market to Hegdish. Now, are you going to try to tell me that 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 means what? You can do such a thing in the Satsila? Well, no, it's a very interesting the relationship here to uh, the opening of Zvokhan, because we have exactly the same thing you do. Well, doesn't it say that he said, 
that if you don't make a netter, believe me, you're not going to be sinning. Which the mashmaut is that if you will make a netter, then you will be sinning. If you don't make a netter, then you'll save yourself from sin. Furthermore, it says, which Rabbi Meir explains means it's always better not to make a netter. Why? Because the point is, look, eventually you're going to end up in a position where you make a netter and you're not going to pay. So it'd be better not to make a netter at all than making a netter and ending up not paying. There's certainly no information that is given me to say it's better not to make a netter than to make a netter not to pay it. I mean, that would be pretty stupid to think that it's nice to make the netter with good intentions and to not pay. So obviously the point of the part is that it's better not to make a netter at all, says Rabbi Meir. So told me, tell me that. She no no der Rabbi Meir. So first of all, it's clear, according to Rebbe Meir, you can't possibly say in a Mishnah, I'll call Nodrin Benidrin or anything like that, or even I'll call Ma'arichin. You're not supposed to make an Erechin. If you did, then this is what you pay. But you certainly can't use the Lashon HaKol to mean that it's something that you do the Chathimah. So, apparently the word HaKol doesn't necessarily, when you say HaKol X, doesn't mean that you're allowed to do it. It doesn't mean that it's advisable to do it. It doesn't mean that Lashon you can do it. So I don't say what your problem is over here. Hakol Shokhatim simply means that people are included in the din. It doesn't mean that it's mutter to do it and that there's no problem. Well, what about Rabbi Yudah? Rabbi Yudah told me, Zel Mizen, no, there are Mishalem. He said, no, I mean, the Potsk is saying, on the contrary, that the best thing would be to make a nether and to pay it. Ah, but you see, even Rabbi Yudah, lo karma la bama harezo. Rabbi Yudah agrees that the implication of the Potsk certainly is Look, if you're going to make the kind of the door that could lead you into a position where you won't pay it, better not to make such an error. What do you have to be stupid for? You want to give a donation? Give the donation. Okay, so then can I set aside a donation? Can I say, Harezo? Oh, says Rabbi Yudah, okay, that's the point. What the Pesach is saying is, you can make a donation, because having made the donation, it's not your responsibility. If you say harezo, it's in the dava. If something happens to that animal, you don't have to replace it. Mashekin, if you would have said harei if something happened to you would have to be. So how do you know that ultimately you'll be able to afford to bring this netter? You'll say harei alai ayla. This ender could end up costing you ten ayla. How do you know you're going to be able to take care of it? How do you know you're going to get it? It's on your responsibility. Therefore, what the Torah is saying is don't make that kind of netter. If you want to make a donation, you can say harezo. If you say Harezo, now there's a question. We had, remember the story of Hillel Azar? He would only bring a carbon in, already in the base of Mikdash. Then he would say Harezo. So there wouldn't be even the doubt about the question of whether he would get it to Hegdash and so on. Fine. That's the question. Why we don't have a Kashash of Harezo? Some say if he already said Harezo, if it's in front of him, he's not going to be, he's not going to be lazy to bring it. I mean, it's already here. Bishlamit to pay money, people have a tendency to delay. The money is already out of pocket, so uh, it's okay. Then, of course, the other shabby is a really responsibility. But those who already paid, already paid for the rent this month, the money is here. Those who haven't paid yet are still waiting. That was a word from our sponsor. So if he says, Harezo, but there it says, Hakol no dream, and Hakol no dream is a lie by definition, of Omar Ali Lo. And therefore, over there, in Arabic, where it uses the word akol marichim, it does not mean lechatchila, and therefore here in Kulin it doesn't mean lechatchila. So why did you say that there's a steer in the mission that says akol shofen is not lechatchila? 
You know, well, wait a minute. You're trying to tell me that that cold doesn't mean what I feel. At least sometimes. I mean, how about when it says, HaKol Chayavim B'Sukkah? HaKol Chayavim B'Tzitzit. You're going to tell me that that doesn't mean L'Chatchila? You're supposed to say, where it's this? Talking on the glass of L'Chatchila? Oh, come on. I mean, that's Chayavim, obviously. If it says HaKol Chayavim, then it's saying you have to do it. I mean, what, what does that prove? I'm talking about a case where it says, HaKol Chayavim B'Sukkah? HaKol Chayavim B'Sukkah? Okay, okay, what about, uh, so then, HaKol Somchim? HaKol Somchim, you're going to say means, Everybody's included in the din of smicha, but there's no no issue to do with the kapila. Echad hanashim, anashim, echad hanashim. So hokinami. By the way, I mean this is a little bit of a question because I mean we've been saying all along nashim are not chayavot smicha. Whatever else is here, it doesn't say echad hanashim, echad hanashim. Does nashim have turetz smicha? It's all question whether. If first of all, this is the correct answer. And if it is, does it mean Nashim some plus Rishus? So it includes, therefore, Rishus, and the Kasha is only on the part that says Echad Anashim, which is certainly a Chiyim. Or is there, in fact, a halach of Smichat Nashim on their own personal carbon, as opposed to doing Smicha when the carbon is in Shalahem? This is already, again, outside of our surgery. What's important to us is that certainly when it says, I call some Chiyim, and Hashim are certainly chayev, right? So what are you going to tell me? That doesn't mean lachatila. Look, Shiva Samach Gadovin Yerza. Yeah, okay. I never said that Akol cannot mean lachatila. Did I? I said Akol doesn't have to mean lachatila. You're, you're coming along. You're creating a problem. You're telling me you discovered a problem in the Mishnah. I'm showing you that it doesn't say anywhere that Akol has to mean lachatila. So you come back with a brilliant question. Gee, you tell me there's no Akola Sakila? Of course there's Akola Kakila. Well, naturally. Ika Akola Kakila, the Ika Akola, the Abad. point I was making to you is, Emma Hakola Harka, when it says Akola over here, so you're making such a taram. I mean, we might have a Kakila to teach Shevacha. Why should you learn that the word Akola over here means Kakila? And then you come up with a big question. Why don't you just say, Dilma the Abadu? Well, it's a Shevacha. Just admit that when it says Akoshokatim, it means all are included in the dinner of Shita. That's all. Now do you have a problem? All are included in the dinner of Shita. And there is, of course, uh, various halakhas we have to discuss about if they go ahead and check whether it's a Chatzil or not. Omar Lane, so he said to him, the reason I asked my Kasha is not based on the language alone out of context. I'm trying to point out to you that the Mishnah has already used another term to cover the same case. What's bothering me is the next two words. It says Shkitatam Kshira. Now, when it says Shkitatam Kshira, I think we're all agreed that that means having been done, the Shkita is kosher, right? So now, if it says that, so then, then what's the point here of saying the other Lashem, HaKosho Chatim? So then, Miklad HaKol, that word HaKosho Chatim is a Chatim, because if you're only trying to tell me, HaKosho Chatim, everyone is included in the Din of Shkita. So I don't know, why do I need to have the same Lashem, the same idea twice? HaKosho Chatim, Mini B'liyavet, U'shkitatan Kshira, B'liyavet. All you should have said was, Shkitat HaKol Kshira. 
That would tell me whatever the Hakol adds, there's something additional. And then you would need someone to see their Shrita. If you tell me two separate words, isn't it obvious that one is meant to be taken one way, one is meant to be taken another way? So that means that the Mishnah is being marvelous something, which I don't know what it is, which has in it an element which is a Hathila, and has in it a different element within the same set that is B'diyavit. And therefore, first of all, it's told us more information than we think, but it's also provided a hint as to what that information might be, because if you just say a kosher, it could mean anything. If you tell me it has to be something that has two elements, one which is a kafila and one which is b'diyavad, now I've narrowed my search considerably. And it means that I have to zero in on something which has implications for l'chathila and other implications b'diyavad, so that if one of the parameters gets a different value, the halacha comes out differently. Okay. Now that's a challenge. What is that? So, because if not, start to the Abad Lamali, why would I need to repeat for the Abad twice? So the Gemara has finally arrived at what it's trying to get to over here, namely, that the Mishnah is very densely in information packed. It's not giving us much of a hint. It's obviously telling us something which has two aspects to it. One the Kapila, one the Abad beyond the din of Chayrashot And what's more, it has to be able to be defined by somebody seeing it. Now, that's a lot of hints. Because otherwise, if, it's, if somebody seeing it doesn't make any difference, then the end of the mission doesn't make any difference. The Kulam, Shishrap Tavachem Rohimotam, Shishatam Shirap, how would that have any impact on anything besides Chayrashot V'Kotten? I understand people have to see because otherwise they did something wrong. Why? So if I have a video camera, I'll check the video camera, see if they did it right or they did it wrong. But other things, it's difficult to conceive of a case in which something is part of a set which is kosher in certain circumstances, look up here, kosher only to be evident in other circumstances, which also is going to be defined by a video recording. So now we've really zeroed in on the information, right? Okay, now as I said, for the next number of pages, we're going to be discussing possibilities of things that could fit those requirements. So here's our first attempt. Maybe the idea is like this. Well, Marava Barula, and this, by the way, this approach, is Nogea, why it is our mission of follows directly from Menachah. So as we already saw, the first part of the mission talks about it. The minute we saw the words we understood that this is a contrast to the closing of an office. Where the closing of an office ends with the you need to have das. The next mission opens up with the fact that you definitely don't need das. But you do need mechanical abilities. By the way, last night we saw that the difference between das and mechanics is a central issue. In Menachas, that's the Akramar of Akramani. The the mechanics are not important. The Bavashik having Nibalashamayim is what's important. So that Mishnah directly connects to this Mishnah. But our first attempt at explaining the Mishnah actually takes into consideration that the Mishnah in Kulin deals with an issue that is central to Kachim. Now that's an important point. Because after all, I mean the, the idea of Shita appeared right at the beginning of, of Zvachan as well. I mean, that's what Zvachan means, Zvachan means Shita. 
And our question is, is shechita, which can be done by a czar, and this is what the Gemara is going to take up here beneath the surface, is the concept of shechita primarily a Kachim issue that has been borrowed to allow us for Basar Taiva. Because remember, the Torah initially introduces the idea of eating meat as something that one does for Shlami. One eats the meat of Karbanas that have been brought, which means that essentially Shrita is introduced in terms of bringing Karbanas to the Mishkan. Then the Torah says, okay, you'll come there to Israel and you'll be far away from the Mishkan. What are you going to do then? So then it says, you can eat Basar when you're hungry, which we call Basar Ta'avah, and Vizabachta Kashet you do as Vicha. So that means that that's Vicha, what's the Kashet Sidikicha? In terms of Kashim, and apply it to Kulin? Or is it essentially a Kulin which was applied to Kashim, which is why a coin can do it? And this becomes central in whether we're willing to accept this, this approach to the Mishnah. So let's take a look. The first approach, Rabbi Baruch's approach, is that what the Mishnah is saying is, HaKosha Fatim, even if he's Tomei, and we're talking, of course, about Kulin, even a Tomei B'Kulin in Shem. Now, the moment we hear this, we think we're still holding a question. Have you ever heard of Tomei B'Kulin? Is that, I mean, why in the world would, there's nothing of Tuma and Kulin? So well, what's that supposed to mean? I'll tell you, Tomei B'Kulin, says the Gemara. I, I don't understand. Mylamema, what, what kind of Kiddush could that be? Where does the Torah ever give us dinim of Akfada on Tuma B'Kulin? No, the case of your Bechulin Here it's talking about that a person was macabre on himself to treat his Bechulin as if it's Kedosh. The Katsava, the Tana would have to hold them <coughs> that Bechulin Shinasa Aparas HaKedosh Kedosh Dama. That Kabbalah gives it actually a din of crutch. Now this is the first clear interaction that we have in which we can we can deal with Bechulin as if they're literally touching, and it will make an afkamina la'alaka. Remember, again, that we ended up last night with the idea of how it is that the definition of avoda, allows us to extend kachim into chulan. So that means the first mission would be opening up with the idea, according to Rabbi Barula, of actually treating chulan as if it's kachim. Legabe, what would this halaka be? Rashi learns that the fact that somebody was macabre on himself the din of treating his chulun as if it's kachin means that the Rabbanan were mechayev him in all of the chiyuvim that you would have and it would be usher for him to treat his chulun differently. The Ramban, however, disagrees. And Tosi seems to agree with Rashi. And he says the din of chulun is simply a din in Tuma. Namely, that it can be bekabel tuma from things that would normally not be matami kulin. The question of whether you want to change your mind and say, well, okay, that's fine, but you know, right now I don't care. So it's tummy, so I accept it's tummy. That doesn't mean I'm a queer to go around and say, well, I don't need it if it's tummy. It's a different issue. And there is no such thing as a rabbanan chiyah for someone who's bekabel to be shemer kulin betayra that he has to actually be noyeg himself to Taira. That's not the point. The point is only a din in the basar itself, in the food itself. Can food that is chulin get the redishut, the sensitivity to tumor that kachim would have? We know already chulin cannot be makabo any tumor from a shaman. 
Russian family. Will his meat now become tummy if it touches a shlishi? Become possible if it touches a shlishi? They cut you. They <coughs> cut you wood. With others as well. With others as well. It will be tummy meat. So therefore, it's something to tell me that even though he's tummy, he can check a behema of kula. Ketaruo said, and what then would he do? I mean, how could he, if he's stomach, how could he share? Well, all he has to do is be careful not to touch the meat, right? Maybe. The Gemara is going to be bothered by the fact that certain tumors are certainly going to be Matami the Sakin. So why wouldn't he be Matami the Sakin, which would then be Matami the Boston? And we'll see that we have a number of different options about that. We could say it's talking about the type of tumor in which he wouldn't be an, an Apa tumor. Maybe it's only Tomei Besheris. It could be Matami Oakland, it wouldn't be Matami Asaki. Or... Of course, this would be more important for us in Poland. Could be talking about there's no knife. Whoever said you need a knife to do shita with. If that's the case, then it's the mission. Meanwhile, would be telling me an interesting halacha for the shita, which we have a very No, that's apparently what the mission is implying. There you go. See what I've given you. Okay, so we'll get to that tomorrow. Maybe even today. But so, <laughs> no, that wouldn't be good. So Ketaruo said, "Maybe Sakinaru kavishol chetba." Kedeshlo yedabibasar. And what is the shvita tanchera then in the same class of objects? Ah, shvita tanchera implies that there's another case where you shouldn't do this, namely, ubemubdashim lo yishkot. If it were talking about kachim, now this is fascinating. So now we managed to insert kachim in the mishnah, of course. So if it were talking about kachim, then you shouldn't do this if you're talking. Why? Shema Yigabe Batar. Nonetheless, Shkita Tanshira, if you did, how is that? Because, in Shachat, the Omer, Borili Shalonagati, if the guy says, look, okay, I was a bad boy, but I know for a fact I didn't touch that animal in Kachin, so then Shkita Tanshira, that's the two cases in the mission. So, Akol Shokhtin of Hatzila, Tomei is allowed to check with Hatzila, he's careful not to touch with a long knife, Kulin. In a case of Kulin Shemaz, what that was a Kedesh. Shkitatan talking about in a case where a person was shut in Kachin with a long knife, he shouldn't. Because over there, you have a fear to be Shema Kachin that it shouldn't come to Zaytuma, Midiraisa. Of course, according to, according to Ramban, you don't have to come on to that problem. Because it is to be Matame, not the Midiraisa, Midirabana. But according to, according to Rasha, it's actually easier to violate the Tahira of the Kachin. So then the difference would be that on Kachim it's a Diorisa issue, because you have it in a Mishmeret. So over there we don't allow you. But if he went ahead and did it anyway, and he says, I know that I didn't touch it, then it would be Kachim. So now everything is explained, says the mission. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because we'll look at the next piece. Chutz b'cheir shekh And okay, how does that fit in? That's fine. Cheir shekh v'kachim, even chulin, they should not check. The evanami law. They should not check, even the Abad is what it's talking about then. Shema Yishu, Shema Yidritsu, Shema Yakalidu. Now, meanwhile, we're being told three of the five Sulin of Shkita, which we'll see later on. These are the only ones that bother us because these are the ones that we wouldn't be able to see ex post facto. We'd have no way of knowing how it was that the person checked it. means that he stopped in the middle of the act. If you stop in the middle of the act, if you think about it, 
every shita is actually true. Because what you do when you shech, before you complete the act of shita, is you make a hole through the animal's windpipe. And if you do that, it's a trefer. So if you complete the action and you finish up shefting rogue of the simoni, so then the act was an act of shita. But suppose you stopped in the middle and then continued. At that point, you shef for the trefer animal. And we'll discuss what that shear is and so on. But you'll never be able to tell, ex post facto, looking at this animal, whether the act that was done to cut through those simoni was an act of shkita, or whether somebody stopped in the middle and checked that it trade the animal, and the hole you're looking at is not all of shkita, it's a hole of typhus. So you can't use a fair shek of a cotton because you'll never know. Shema Yidrisu. No, that's the next piece of the Mishnah. Shema Yidrisu. Now, Drisa. Also, I can't tell. Drisa means that instead of using the back and forth movements of the knife, Instead, I use a pressure movement, or non-movement. We'll see what's it, what's, what would be included, actually. In other words, what's the proportion of length of knife to cutting that is included in Drisa? But in any event, I can't tell that. I see it sliced through very clearly, but I can't tell whether it's sliced through because somebody was pressing with a sharp knife, whether it's sliced through because somebody was cutting with a sharp knife. So in the mail, I wouldn't be able to tell that either. Yachalidu would be a case where the knife was covered at the time that it does the shita. Classical cases, I would slip it in above the simonim and cut. But I could then pull it out and cut from the top. There'd be no way to know the difference. But as we'll see, even being covered by something else would be chalada. It needs to be opened. How do you do that? How do you do Very simple. Well, the simplest way is that you put it as a bag over it or something. But uh, you can slide it in under the skin. Slide the skin and then, uh, and then that's also called You go between the simon and you go up. Instead of going down. <laughs> but in any event, these things we'll never, we'll never know. <coughs> so that's how you want to explain the mission. Except what do you do with the next word? The kulam shishapit. And what about those words? And all the cases in which they shafted vakerim roim osam tekasha. How do you explain that? That doesn't work out. Ah, hey, what's that referring to? If the only reference of that piece in the Mishnah was to alone, and not to the previous cases, which we're talking about, the Tomei Bechulon and the Tomei Bechachin, so then why does it say Bechulon? Why doesn't it say Be'im Shafatu? It should just say, But if the Cheresheth Bechachin did go ahead and share, and they were videotaped, so then you can check the videotape and it would be kosher. But since it says, it doesn't say the words ve'im shachatum, reboile what it should have said, it says instead v'kulam shachatum, obviously it's referring to all the cases above. Which cases above? The case of Tomei Bakulin? Tomei Bakulin, you said the guy could take a chance and even do it with Kaskila. So it can't be talking about that case. What do you mean? If he did and somebody saw it. He did and nobody needed to see it. And it's talking about what case? The case of Tomei B'Mukdashim? <coughs> you said the case of Tomei B'Mukdashim doesn't require anybody to see it at all. The guy can say, well, I was a bad boy, I checked it, but I guarantee I never touched that animal. So why do I need a videotape? The boy, Leitzagi, it would be enough for the man himself who did the sheep to say, I know I didn't touch the meat with the sake when it comes to kosher, and then the animal would be kosher. Well, talk about the Leitzagi among the Shaila. He's not here. 
So we're adding, and in all of the above cases where we cannot get the heter as defined above, name the guy's not around the heads. So since he's not here, if we have a videotape, that's enough to be able to see if the sack can touch the bus. And of course, for the air shape of the cotton, if we have a videotape, then we can use that to see whether there was halada, or whether there was drisa, or whether there was shihia. Hmm. So that would be one approach. So the Gemara, um, the problem is, why would it appear here? And that whole thing is a Mishnah that we had before in Zorchim. Now, it says over there that all of the Psulim, including a Tame, who shafts Kachin, even Kachin Kadashin, as long as he didn't touch the Basar, it's kosher. So why do I need this complex Mishnah to be Marambis to me, what the din would be of a Tameh Shekhin Karcha with a Sakin Haruka when there's a clear Mishnah that discusses this issue in Zvachim. Can you tell me that? Why, why would this be what the Tanah set out to say? Well, that's because Halka Ika. Actually, the main din of Shrita is Yon Kulin. So I have to know the Halakas of a Tameh Bishrita as it applies to Hulan and Mamela through Hulan as it applies to Kachin. And over there, because we were talking about other Psulim, so it mentions Tameh too. But the main Mishnah is actually here. We'll see that there are other Shitas who argue on Rabbi Barula's approach. This is why they argue. And they say, no, that's not true. Why would this be the Iker place where I would want to tell me that in a Kachin? If that argument falls apart, then you can't possibly justify using the Tameh B'chulin and versus the Tameh B'mudashim to be the difference between the HaKoshot and the Shkitas and the Shira. Okay? If you can't justify the need to explain that the mission is coming to teach me Kachin here in Chulin, then you cannot persuade me that the reason that the Tana says this complex contradiction that leads me to understand that there's a hidden two dinim that I haven't mentioned. I mean, why in the world would I do it if I don't need to do it here? I have a Mishnah that tells me the halachas that you're trying to tell me. It's enough to say how cold choked him. That includes how it is. Obviously, if they're shefting, then the sheep is kosher. Right? So this would be a reason to be dolcha this approach. So this becomes central. In other words, Rabbi Barula's thesis is based on the assault that the main din of Shita, even as it applies to Kachim, is to be found in Hulin and not in Kachim. Which is an incredible thesis. It changes a lot of our appreciation of what's going on here. So, Hoka Iker, Hotam Aide de Tana, Sharksum Tananami Tanimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimim
we work it out this way. And if you hold that Archaica, we work it out that way. And either way, my thesis stands. My thesis stands or falls on this issue. We don't know, however, what it is that Rabbi Barula holds, so we say it in this way. It may well be that, in fact, the din of a tummy is the, the ikar, the intuction. But since over here, I did a tummy, tummy, bakulin, since over here it's telling me the din of tummy, bakulin, which is shenazah, so it mentions also tummy, bimabudashim, because after all, the whole source of the hakpada on the tummy, bakulin, is the tummy, bimabudashim. But then, we're not talking about the ikar of the din of a treatment. Talk about the ikar of the din of tuma. So there's two different possibilities in the structure of the Mishnah here. By the way, says the Gemara, what kind of tumor are we talking about over here? You said that a guy can use a long knife to shech if he's tummy. Well, hold on a second. High tummy, he's made the mind. What exactly did he become tummy with? I mean, Elam and he's made the maze. Are we talking about that he became tummy by touching a maze? So that if he touches the sake, the thing is, the halal cherev amarachmana, cherev areu kechalal, Tumas, mace, that are avatuma, meaning that they can be matame akli, and that would include both the mace itself, which is an aviavodatuma, and someone who touches the mace who is an avatuma. In both cases, metal kalim, which are charavot, are the same thing as touching directly. So if a, if a kli would be in touch with a mace, it would become an aviyavotatuma. If it touches a tome mace, it would become actually an avatuma. A rishon tuma, say somebody who touched a mace, would not be metame yasakim in the first place. Because an, a, 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 a vladatuma, rishon shani, is not metame kalim at all. The problem is that in this case, the sakin itself would become here an avatuma, and the mele it would be matame the bosser. Now the truth is that it isn't important to us. This whole thing is extra. Because if the guy touched the mace, he's an avatuma. If he's an avatuma and he touches a sack, and the sack becomes a rishanatuma. A rishanatuma is matame bosser. So it's irrelevant to us that the sakin is even an avatuma. Who cares? Right. So indeed, all we're doing over is making the question even stronger. What? That's crazy. If he touched the mace, he's not only going to be the time of the sack, the sack is even going to be an avatuma. But really, that's unimportant. He's an avatuma. Any clea that he would use would be makabotuma. And there would be the time of the boss. So it's my other sack. And why then is he not the time of his long knife that is there to prevent him from touching the boss? Who cares if he touches the boss? The knife touches the boss. And also sakin, which to me table basar, so then the knife itself would now conduct the tumah. If it's halal reukach, would literally conduct the tumah to the basar. Okay, fine. And with this weird b'sheretz, so then maybe the case over here is that he was a tamei sheretz. But someone who touches sheretz only becomes a risha the tumah. But a risha the tumah cannot be matami the knife at all, because kalim and not makabel tumah from a risha the tumah. And therefore, as far as the basar is concerned, it was shechted with a perfectly tahar knife. Or, there's another explanation. Being as the Mishnah talks about any Tomei, but this doesn't, the whole thing is for Emma, it's difficult to believe that it limited it to a Tomei Sheretz. 
then let us indeed suppose that it's any tummy, including even a tummy mate. Because he's made the mate. How then could he check with a long knife? He didn't. He didn't use a knife. Look, if you take the reed with a sharp edge, you can use a reed to do shlita. A reed's on the kabotuna. So, Mamela, like I said, it would, would, would set the cloth as anything of a queen. And since it says later on, Titania, Bakol Shokhatim, you could use anything to do shlita with. You can use a rock, a bitsur. You can use a piece of glass, a bitsur. Break a Coke bottle and check with it. Or bane the Kurmichalkana. In such cases, there would be no problem of transferring Tuma anyway. Okay, so this was our first approach, explaining the two elements, one of which would be the Khatrila, the other would be the Abad, and which would be given to a videotape to make a difference. So we've satisfied those three requirements. In the case of Tume, either with Kulich and Aswath as a Kodesh, or Tame on Kodesh itself. One with Hila, one with the other.